0: Live with Spot Dodge, a live Nintendo podcast, where every single week we react to the latest Nintendo news and talk about the games we are playing. With me here today, as always, is Mary Stowe, social media manager and host here at Destructoid. How you doing, Mary? Good. Awesome. Then we have John Frischer, indie developer and managing editor over at The Escapist. What's up, John?
1: Tell me, bud.
0: (laughs) Not not much. Not much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> then we
0: have brett larson the king daddy dilf of the podcast how you doing brett
2: i am just freaking swell how are you
0: pretty great pretty great and then we have greg Vargas, writer at pc invasion and streamer over at dynamite giraffe how you doing greg
3: hey man yeah that's good what we're talking about. <laughs> now we I actually want to know if that was this, authentic
2: like, or not I can't can't tell tell anymore. anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very authentic. What's cool is since there's a natural delay while we're streaming live, Eric has this software that just goes in and cuts out the gaps to get rid of that delay and make it sound like we're all in the same room. But every single time now, I actually have to go in and edit and add the gap. Like, I, I used got to have it. to go in and, and remove and the gap, off. but but now, Greg's gap, I have to go in and add it, which I just think is funny. I added uh, I crickets mean, last time. I don't know if anyone listens to the audio version, but every time I say, what's up, Greg, you hear crickets, and then you hear them. It's pretty funny. It's, a, it's, the, oh. it's the
2: staple of the podcast now. you got to keep it in there,
0: you know? Yeah, we have to. Like It's forever a thing now in this podcast. Okay, guys, today's going to be a fun episode. We're going to talk all about overlooked games. Now, this is going to be sort of a non Nintendo podcast, so it's not overlooked Nintendo games, but I'm pretty sure there's plenty in our list. I went, I went down, and I think I saw a lot of games that are on Nintendo platforms. Um, but, yeah, we're going to talk about all games on every platform, just games in general that we think are overlooked. And this is going to be a very broad... This is like a very big generalization of what overlooked is because you can see a game like for example this isn't on my list but it was call of duty infinite warfare it's it was the highest selling game of that year but i still think in a way it was overlooked because that i think the campaign was amazing and i'm like no one's talking about this campaign i think it's one of the best call of duty campaigns ever so in a way even though like millions of people played that game i thought it was overlooked so that's the type of overlooked underrated underappreciated definition that we're gonna go with with our list of games and let's just jump right in this is the first topic of the show and then afterwards we're gonna get into the news a little bit and talk about the games we are playing but first up we have mary tell us all about your first overlooked game or game that you feel is a bit underappreciated
4: so kind of like how you were saying like call of duty like isn't event warfare wasn't like it's was still very successful but still overlooked my first one legend of zelda a link between worlds it's Zelda franchise is very successful. All the games sell well, but as far as like Zelda games go, I think A Link Between Worlds gets very, very um it's locked onto the 3DS. You can only play it on 3DS. I don't think as many people played it as like they should have because it's actually a really good, really cute game that introduces a lot of fun mechanics. You can do the dungeons yeah. in any order. So there's a lot of freedom with that. Um So yeah, that's that's the one I'm starting off with. I think it's a very underappreciated and overlooked Zelda game.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just said in the chat, Mary. I was I was like shocking that Mary picked a Zelda game. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I figured at least one would be on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: for sure. Um, but yeah, Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. This was a game that, it- from the second we saw it, I did not like the art style at all. Like I was like, man, I I do not like this. Um, but then I played it. And it's actually really good. I love that you can do them in any order. And you you, you have to go back and, like, choose which item mm-hmm. you want to take with you. You can't, like, take them all at once, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I can't remember if Boy. you had to have specific items for a lot of different things. So you'd have to run back and grab them. Um, yes. But, yeah, John, were you about to say something? Oh, Sorry.
1: You you could have all the items. I think it was just that, like, if what? It's like if you died, you lost them. If you was out, yeah. They they were renting the items. Yeah. That's that's strange. I just made sure that I didn't die, so it wasn't a problem. you can like (laughs) permanently (laughs) buy. I would reset. My bad. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But I actually, did like the gimmick of this one? Like you you turn into a painting on the wall, and I thought there was a lot of cool and uh, fun little puzzles in this game. Yeah. The dungeon design was like really solid. I just didn't like that art style. I did like that they used the map from A Link to the Past. I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool, but I wasn't down with the art style. I would have preferred if it actually looked like A Link to the Past. I think that would have been awesome. Um, now I want to know what your
4: thoughts were on like the Link's Awakening remake. Yeah. Like, did you like that art style?
1: That's
0: that beautiful. art style was awesome. Like, okay. I not, not like yeah. that art style.
1: We're crazy and human, beautiful. Yeah, that's like <laughs> yeah. That was <laughs>
0: that game I, is gonna age like a fine wine. I bought wow. that
2: game. Yeah. J- just because of how it looked, I knew nothing about it. It's like the one <laughs> Zelda I knew the least about, but I was like, it looks gorgeous, and I I just want to play that. So, no, it's pretty yeah. beautiful game. Glad to know that y'all
4: are well cultured because when that game first got announced, people hated it so bad. I know I was. I, <laughs> I was
0: everyone compared to it to the want. elf, the the elves <laughs> from um, the class. Uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Uh, uh, like the Claymation. Was it Claymation
2: film? No, he
0: looks just like the elves from that movie, which I thought I thought was kind of endearing and cool. Like, it was fine. He, has, he just has like black, beady eyes. That's funny. But yeah, Mother a Link Between Worlds. Mary's first underrated <laughs> game. Let us know if you agree down in the comments. Oh, and before we go any further, I just gotta mm. say, please. If you make us, I mean, leave us a review on podcast <laughs> platforms, for the love of God. We've had seven reviews now for like months. Like, I want to say like six months. But our views have gone up exponentially. So it's like, there's new people listening. Just please take a moment to leave us a review or just like the five star. You don't, you don't got to write a review, but just like a little five star thing would, would be really appreciated. Now, next up, we have John... What is your first underrated game? Starting
1: things off with Deus X Invisible War, which Boom.
0: I guess All right. Now, John, I wanna give you, you this this, yeah. this is a surprise I was gonna do, all right. So I want I'm, I'm, I've never I've never really heard, heard of this it. game, all right. So I mean uh, I, okay. I I know the series, I've I've never really played this game or really looked at it much. Um I want you to <laughs> do a an elevator pitch of this game. But pretend like you're at a club trying to talk to someone while they're like not paying attention. All right. So like the all guy right. in that meme. And so the, to the guy in the meme.
5: I have future ones. Have future ones for you guys
0: in very specific situations.
5: Oh so
1: man. So you're talking what, what, you to someone to do this at a club.
5: To us, dude? Come
1: on. Uh, <laughs> i don't i don't think i can do it like it's that so easy so there's this game it's like uh i don't know well by all means you can talk about your games like that okay i have all right if you don't want to, if you didn't want to
0: take part in the game all right i'll do, I'll do someone else yeah I, I wrote it. these down too and now you're not even gonna play
1: oh. Did you?
0: Yeah, I, ju- I, ju- I, ju- I actually did. Like, <laughs> I, w- I wrote down specific scenarios where people would have to tell me what game is underrated, in a very funny scenario like at a funeral and at this, a wedding. This is stuff. like a
2: this is like a, uh, a job interview. Yeah, where they're like tell I me about a time in your in your past experience. Where I thought you've it would be fun, this, you know, like so
0: many <laughs> podcasts do the same thing. Let's go down a list of games. It'd be funny to do it in like specific scenarios, like oh, you're on a first yeah, date sure, right? like, and well, you're trying to tell someone about something that you that you're passionate about. I don't want to do I've
1: it. entered an improv show, dude. You can't spring it on me mid podcast. I've seen you.
5: <laughs> I've
0: seen your skills well, John, when it quick. comes to
1: this kind of stuff. You're usually
0: quick on your feet with this kind of stuff. So yeah, that's why. I, that's why I toss it to you first. Not
1: where I have to like fake yell at people, though. <laughs> All right.
5: <laughs> then real right. yelling. I'll
1: take it. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right, listen up, you no, <laughs> All right. Oh well, yeah, Deus Ex: <laughs> Invisible War. It came out for like PC and the original Xbox. And here's why I like it so much. I didn't play the first Deus Ex first. Oh. Apparently, everyone thought the game was like trash simplified garbage compared to the game that came before it, and I didn't play the original Deus Ex until years later, so I just got to play Invisible War and be like, hey, this is great so it's a first person shooter but it's kind of got like some early immersive sim elements so like there's multiple ways to solve a situation, and you can get different like, uh, I forget what they're called in that game, bio mods or something so you you have different powers you can buy to solve situations in different ways but here's the only thing you're going to remember about what I have to say about Deus Ex Invisible War. It is one of the few games where you can blast children in the face and they die. <laughs> nice. Jesus Christ. Nice. You can... And
0: we just got demonetized <laughs> in an instant.
1: Fuck them kids. <laughs> there is literally a school you can shoot up. It's a futuristic school. Oh, my school, God, John. Yeah. Damn it's there yeah, and, and i we sounds are like out of the kind of now yeah. sir
2: <laughs> it's, it's i'm <laughs> like I'm amazed that, that I <laughs> I'm amazed that like
1: there was never a controversy about this because i think even in the original deus ex you could kill kids which is like oh okay that's there in this no, game right. and in this game you can do it at a school and like it just goes to show like what a different age it was like there was like no controversy i ever what? saw about that it was just you know thing you could do the in the game. Controversy like with
0: what games <laughs> I've noticed is so random though, like, some of the stuff just flies under the radar, like, people mad about some exaggerated like, uh, gay characters in Persona 5 but nobody bats an eye at the school teacher that you could literally sleep with in the game. That's just True. totally fine but True. it's just yeah. funny that People, like, handpick certain things to be mad about. But, yeah, I'm surprised this uh, flew under the radar.
1: Yeah, but also, it is just a really good game, especially if you did not play the first one first.
0: Okay, well, that makes me think I should just skip the first one and go straight to this (laughs) one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe start with two and go backwards to one.
0: You know, that that actually works sometimes with franchises because you... In in your mind, like you know, okay, this is gonna this is gonna obviously be not as good in certain ways. Like I I played the entire Mass Effect trilogy backwards. Which is horrible. But
5: oh,
2: <laughs> fuck. He's yelling at me because he didn't I didn't get the ending that he thought I should have got. He played it backwards. I mean I, I it was back it, it was me. that
0: was like right when I was getting back into gaming. Mass Effect three had just came out. I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna hop right in because I watched my brother play a bunch of Mass Effect two um and then i played through three and i was like i'm gonna go back and play two now because that one seemed really good as well played that one and then when one came to ps3 finally like digitally or whatever i played that and i actually talked about last week that's the worst performing game i've ever played in my life mass effect one on ps3
2: D- 007 king ifright in the section uh, comment said actually ifright, a game yeah. where you can kill oh I- if he said actually the game where you can kill kids for once, is welcome. How
3: <laughs> we have
2: some yeah, sociopath looking for you on the,
3: the news, podcast. you school shooter. <laughs> oh, I mean, God. if we're if we're talking about we're, killing
0: kids, I we can't go means, without though. mentioning uh, Days Gone, where like the main enemy of the yeah, game is the kids like, that turned true. into little but, zombies.
2: But in hours. that case, there you don't you don't like you don't view them as children because they're just like these little pesky like monsters <laughs> just you know? like a real kid um <laughs> but but I, but I know what he means though i know what he means though like there, there's some things that are just like so taboo in movies like uh, tv shows games when you you see it even if it's shocking the fact that it's even there it is, in a way it's kind of a breath of fresh Actually, air because it's so different. Dude, like, you I, don't, you just I just don't remember,
0: that. I'm pretty sure Greg Bargas wrote this article. The very first showing of, of uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, they literally kill a kid. Oh, in the,
3: yeah, yeah, In the,
0: the very first trailer, you see a kid fall into flames and die. It's like, holy shit, what are they doing over uh, It was really remember. jarring,
3: too. Like, the first time I got hands on with it, I was like, they fucking killed a kid <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's, it's like actually pretty messed up. Like You see him dangling from a like a window and then he falls into some flames. Like, what the hell, you guys? That kid. This is Tomb Raider. <laughs> God, we talk, talked a lot about killing kids. We we got to move on. So,
2: uh. You know what? That's, that's an interesting topic for some time, though. Like, just taboo things. Yeah, I thought you were going to say killing mean, kids. I like, no, like, not like, not no, no. the killing kids. <laughs> you going with this not, not the killing kids, right. but, but, but like spin-off podcast <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> but there's like the there's like the infamous level in uh modern warfare i think mm. two where yeah, you I think so. go and shoot up the airport and yeah. you're just supposed to kill like innocent civilians in the airport like that's just crazy but anyways you would have to get too into the weeds with it but uh interesting
0: yeah all right but the, actually that actually would be a fun topic though like the most insane things in video games that like you never would have thought would have happened. Cause if, I mean, I play a lot of JRPGs. There's a lot of messed up stuff that just flies under the radar for a lot of people. <laughs> um, next up we have Greg, what is your first underrated overlooked or underappreciated game?
3: I am going to go with MDK. Uh, so it was like, uh, initially I, he's showing two right now. So I'm, I'm just going to run with two. So, it my first experience with, with it was actually playing it on a on a Mac, which was really weird because I'd never really been into like computer games at that point. I was strictly a console player. Um and so you you're like taking out these giant mind crawlers and and basically saving the world um with this like mad scientist and your like ribbon suit. But I just thought it was like the, the weirdest like, blend of action, platforming, shooting. There's, like, some first-person shooting elements where you can zoom in with, like, your sniper rifle. Um, and you play as... I think his name's Kurt. And, uh, you know, um, you can... In the, the second version of the game, you can switch off between characters so you can play as Max the Dog, who has four arms, who's basically, like, a science experiment. It has, like, an arsenal of guns. But I just felt like it was... It was, like, a really weird time in gaming where, where 3D... 3d like platforming games started to become more popular but then also this like element of of not being so serious in games and it was just kind of a silly action shooter with like really tough bosses but my favorite thing a part uh part about it was it really introduced me and got me ready for the later years of gaming in like solving puzzles within within games because there'd be like these you know like, you walk into this this big spire that has, like, these, um like, fan lifts. And you had to figure out, okay, I'm at the very bottom of this. There's enemies shooting me from up top. How do I get up there? And so Kurt has this, like, dope-ass, like, weird ribbon suit that has, like, a parachute built into it. And, uh, like, different weapons that he, he carries around on one arm. And so you had to, like, use a blend of, like, combat and, like, puzzle solving to get, like, to the top of it. And then advance to the next part of the level. But each level, I felt like it had such depth to it. Like I always found myself, um, you know, wanting to explore, finding you know, little nooks and crannies to to find unlockables or little secrets Easter eggs that were hidden throughout the level. And I, th- I think the init- the first one initially got a lot of fanfare because it also released on the PlayStation. And then the second one came to uh, Dreamcast, and man, I was like super excited to play it on the Dreamcast. I was like, "Oh yeah, these are next gen graphics." That's
1: how you talk. And then then. it
3: released on PC, like especially about
1: Dreamcast. Oh hell
3: yeah! And then it released on, (laughs) dude. I was, I. We want to talk about Dreamcast. I watched every fucking trailer before the Dreamcast came out. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) i analyzed everything Watched every sonic adventure trailer that was in japanese and uh, oh uh, dreamcast the magazine you name it but um i just thought it was really unique that like each character had like a different feel to them you had to use them all together and they like segued into these levels with like a comic book style introduction and i just thought it was like the best blend of all these like different elements And, like, the funniest part is that, like, you know how the the grunts in Halo always have, like, comments or remarks or, you know, funny quips? But um, so in MDK, both 1 and 2, they they also have, like, funny, you know, quips that they spout off when you're about to shoot them or you shoot them and they say stuff. And I just thought, you know, all around it's, like, a very solid game. And it's still available on Steam. So if you ever get the chance to go play it, especially MDK 2 – HD, um, I think that's another THQ Nordic re-release, if I'm not mistaken. But it's yeah, definitely like a blast from the '90s and early 2000s. It's that's well worth it.
0: Nice. It's a very l- great description, and I'm officially intrigued. That's what the show is <laughs> all about, you guys. Now the intrigue, <laughs> the intrigue. Now <laughs> and we have Brett it. Larson. What is your first overlooked, underappreciated, or underrated game?
2: My. Uh first overlooked game is the last of us part what not <laughs> you're like i will clap really? the shit out of you i <laughs> was about to kill no, you so th- last of Us part this two is a, this is a game that i don't know that a lot of people have played it's called arise a simple story eric if you want to put that up there um awesome this is the opening scene so the opening scene starts with your character as an old man and he's at his funeral and he people are mourning him and he dies and don't worry brett this isn't spoilers this is literally in the trailers and is literally the opening scene and the game is you go into the afterlife as this man and you are essentially reliving different memories of his and different experiences of his throughout his life on earth or Assuming that it's Earth. It never says Earth, but, you know, it is. Um, And it is one of the few, like, very, like, touching games that I've played. Um, Almost had kind of like a, a Journey feel to it. Like, for what people ex- describe how Journey made them feel, that's what this game made me feel. Um a- Every level that you play is, like, almost like a oh, different, like, magical yeah. realm, like... Uh yeah there's there's like one where you're in like the, the you're like all shrunken down and you're you're going you're you're uh traversing across like these sunflowers um there's other ones where you're like in um like an an, an art in an, an antarctic type of setting um and each level is a different memory that you're reliving and um and it's dude it's 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 it can be downright sad at times dude i played this game right after my mom had passed away and i think that's part of the reason it touched me as much as it did um because a lot of it is about his life and and his love and and loss and his life it it doesn't have any any spoken word but it's, it's it's telling you this as the game is going on i mean it's it's not a secret as to what is happening but man it is such a special game. So overlooked. Um, it, it's, it's one of, since me and Brett have become really good friends, it's one of two games that I've, I've tried to bug him to play <laughs> for like the last few years inside in this game. I've, I've tried to get him to play quite a few times. Um, you know, he, he told me he's going to eventually, but, uh, it's, it's such as he did play inside finally, which I, I can't say enough good things about that, but, um, such a special game, man. I, I, I can't, it's, it's, you guys know, like, I talk about, like, my artsy indie games that that I love, like, that certain specific style. It's this and a couple others that has made me, like, so obsessed with that kind of, of, like, trying to find the next Arise, a simple story. So, amazing game. Awesome. Then next up. I, what?
1: I'd totally forgotten that that
2: game existed.
1: Like, when he when started talking about it and I looked it up, I remembered that this was a thing that happened. So,
3: that's mm-hmm. cool. It yeah, wasn't for there, that game, like, a really a big out? push around yeah. it? Like, I remember when it first got announced or like shown that there was like some weird, like, cult following behind it. I think it was like maybe, Brett's
5: as started like, that, the gener-
3: <laughs> I think it was like as one of the generations kicked off. I think it was like, like, just happened to be, be. You know, coming out at the time
2: so yeah. i i played it in and unless it was a game that re-released i played it in i believe tr- like late 2019 or late 2019 uh like i think late 2018 <laughs> early 2019 if i remember right anyways sometime around then so um but yeah not not to keep going back to that
0: awesome i'm gonna get to do it one day it, it looks beautiful it looks like my time my type of game and it looks and it's short apparently i, I like short games yeah short game <laughs> It's a nice palette cleanser after you finish like a massive RPG. Um, oh. Alright, first up, I have five. I don't know if we're going to get to all five, but I'll just go down my list and then at the end I'll just... Actually, no, I'll do this one first. This is going to sound kind of weird because the game was critically praised when it came out. So very similar to Mary's for that reason and for the reason that it's also a Zelda <laughs> game, which is Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. I feel like the game just isn't looked back on very finely nowadays. In all of the chats that i see on facebook on reddit on just random places here. I see and yeah, here and then like on all the podcasts oh, i listen to everyone's just like eh, eh, twilight princess that was terrible and i can't help but feel i've said this previous i can't help but feel like most people when they think about twilight princess they think about that first three to like three hours of the game where it's like a drag you're getting into it all the first dungeon's not all that great and then it just takes forever to actually get going and get out into hyrule and then there's also the tier sections where you have to collect the tears or whatever or the I don't remember what they are, but they're like these insects that you got to collect to like fill up this thing. And those moments drag, but everything else I feel like is top tier Zelda. The dungeon design, the like the actual world is so like eerie and mysterious and just dark for a Zelda game. And I don't really know what the story is about, uh but it's very interesting and it's very uh, visually appealing to me. And then the game just constantly introduces amazing items just throughout the whole game at at one point a major item is a giant ball and a chain that makes no sense as to why link can fit it in his pocket but it's this massive ball and chain and there's a bunch of puzzles you use you have to like spin it around and stuff and it's like man they went all out this was the true ocarina of time sequel and it was the dark and 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 like more mature zelda game that everyone was begging for after wind waker and then when we finally got it i just felt like it sort of just released like even around the time of launch, it felt like, like it reviewed really well. It has like a 95 on Metacritic, but all the people around me and, and my friends and like fans on the internet and stuff on the forums back in the day, they didn't seem that into it. And I was I was always surprised by that. And I, I have forever liked this game or even loved it since 2006 when it came out. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of sad that it's not really looked back on as being this great game. Now, Mary, you look like you've had a lot to say the whole time.
5: So.
4: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I. But... <laughs> So, whenever I saw this on your list, I was like, what is he talking about that, like, this is an underrated Zelda game? And I think clearly we're in different corners of the Zelda fandom because everyone that I know and like the fan bases and the people, like the circles that I'm in, they really? raise the shit out of Twilight Princess. That's like, wild. it is top tier. Every single post, anytime you mention it, people are like, "Yes, it's amazing, it's beautiful." Nothing will blown ever come right close now because I've never, again, I don't like
0: hear that ever really? like, at all. <laughs> I, and I listen to like a lot of podcasts, like every day. And I don't hear anyone praising Twilight That's Princess except me.
4: Like, to me.
0: <laughs> all I see is negativity oh. about it, about how slow it is and how boring it is. And I'm like, "What? No, this game is so good." The 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 Freaking dungeon design is, like, still probably the best. It hasn't been top. Ever since this game. Like, Breath of the Wild's puzzles weren't even as good as this game. An entire level was built around being one big puzzle. (laughs) I mean, I don't think it's that crazy to say Breath of the Wild's puzzles weren't as good Yeah,
4: 120 small puzzles in Breath of
0: the Wild. Yeah, exactly. It's a little different. Like, entire dungeons were a puzzle in Twilight Princess. You had to figure out the entire area just to, like, figure out how to open a door. So I, I just really like that kind of stuff. Um, and, yeah, I just feel like this game doesn't get its roses nowadays, uh, nowadays. And the combat was actually really cool as well. They had, like, all these special abilities where you can, like, jump up on top of people like, and, like, hit, sl- slam the sword into their skull and all that type of yeah. stuff. I feel like it was way more advanced than what Breath of the Wild is. Um, so, yeah. It, w- it, it actually moved the combat forward, whereas Breath of the Wild, I felt like just more so, just kept it the same. It's very similar to Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time, the <laughs> combat is, in Breath of the Wild. This game actually tried to do like different stuff, where we actually, we actually had to utilize the backflip and stuff way more. From my memory, I could be wrong, but from my memory, hmm. we actually had to jump around and do the backflip and parry a lot more in, in Twilight Princess. Um, so, yeah. yeah. What were you going to say?
4: Yeah. I, was gonna, I was like, if I keep going, I'll just keep talking about Zelda for a very <laughs> long time. But I was about to start talking about like the combat in Breath of the Wild. I was like, that's not really fully relevant though
0: (laughs) oh yeah um but yeah twilight princess is my first game on the list Hmm. and now we're gonna go heading on back up to mary what is your second game overlooked underappreciated or underrated
4: so i got really big into hades whenever it launched it's still probably easily one of my like top five favorite games i love hades um And then one year during like a Steam summer sale, you know, they're like, oh, complete your super giant collection. And there's all these like super giant games. I was like, you know what? I should go back and play, you know, some of their earlier games because I loved Hades so much. And the first one I picked up was Bastion. And I love it. And like I had a few friends who I didn't know had played it. And they're like, yes, please play it. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Like you're going to love it. And it's definitely got all of those elements that Hades has, but you can still feel like it's one of their earlier works. Um, Hades, I think is like just shows how far they've come as far as like developing games. Um, But the combat's really good. The art is amazing. The music, I have the playlist on Spotify. Like I do with Hades, like I just listen to it for fun. Um, And it's, Actually, like a kind of short game, um, and it does have an actual ending. It's not like Hades, where like you just keep going one after another, like a roguelike. Um, But it's it's a very very good game, and I'm happy that I picked it up, and I think more people should play it.
2: How was the? <laughs> uh, so you were
1: talking about Bastion. Bastion. Yeah. Is it
4: Bastion or Bastion?
1: Bastion. Know, but it was Bastion. Whatever you want. Bastion, it to be. Okay.
4: Okay. That was <laughs> the. Uh, yeah. How's
5: the
2: difficulty? I've 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 been. Tempted, like i come very close a few times to getting it um just just curious like it is it is it like a tunic where it gets frustrating after so long or is it like stay pretty pretty fair uh
4: I don't I don't remember it being over being like overly frustrated with it at times I think it's pretty fair um and I feel like that it, it does get more challenging at certain points but like you feel like okay I can go get better equipped and then like ready to tackle like this again and um like i said i didn't spend i think i looked at my steam i think i only spent like eight hours on it okay. so it's not like i got super stuck and like had to sink a bunch of time into just trying to beat it um but it's it's really good and it's got a really nice story to go with it as, as well
3: doesn't it have a narrator yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah like real smooth talking. Yeah. yeah is it uh what's
4: it- i can't
0: from uh walking dead i can't remember um
4: I can't What's remember his name because I think he also does some of this stuff in Hades as well. Like, uh, the,
3: the boy knew he had to grab his What <laughs> oh,
5: <no. laughs> so. I
0: mean, uh, From walking to the game, I thought the, the narrator was the same guy, and it, d- it doesn't look like it, though. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, I've tried this game on Vita and I, I liked it. I just never continued playing it, but I, I should get back to it. Nice, nice reason to play the Vita. I still own it, technically. Uh, yeah, so.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, technically.
0: Next you up, I think it's like
1: a-, a Cambodian child.
0: <laughs> I think it was through PlayStation <laughs> Plus that I got it. Um, John, now pretend like you're being interrogated by the police <laughs> so tell us about it. It was, I was gonna do that I, th- I thought it was gonna be fun tell us about <laughs> your next game
1: <laughs> I don't know how I'd like I think that'd get dark really fast Like, tell me about like, this game damn it
2: John just <laughs> starts know you crying were He's like, please just don't do it.
3: I mean, can it, can it get any darker color than murdering adolescent up. youth? All right. but anyway. Where were Anywho. you
0: yesterday right, at, next the, at from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Home. Playing <laughs> Simpsons.
1: <laughs> yeah, so All right. The next one I'm going to talk about is the Simpsons Road Rage, which came out on PS2 and GameCube and the original Xbox. So that game when it came out i'd never played crazy taxi and it's 100 a crazy taxi clone like everybody knew it but nobody tried to hide it all the magazines acknowledged this is the simpsons crazy taxi and that's fine because up to that point uh there had been a pc game called virtual springfield where it was like i never got to play it and i always wanted to but it was just like there's like almost no real gameplay you just explore Springfield, and it has lots of visual gags, and I thought it looked so cool. But Road Rage! Road Rage was the first time you got to, like, genuinely explore Springfield in, like, this three-dimensional space, and it was so goofy, and there was tons of great gags in there, and... It was just, like, a ton of fun, but, like, it got a bunch of kind of, like, mm, like 6.5-ish reviews and stuff. And then a couple years later, The Simpsons Hit and Run oh, came out, yeah. which was the Grand Theft Auto clone of The Simpsons. And then, like, that's the game most people remember now, The Simpsons Hit and Run. And I enjoyed that game as well, but for some reason, I always just had way more fun playing Road Rage, where you couldn't even get out of the car in that one. You were just, you know, you picked a car yeah. and you drove, but, like, I don't know, it was just purely fun experience. And like I could just replay that right now. It's just I don't feel like fishing out a GameCube. <laughs> but uh I if if you love The Simpsons in one form or another, you gotta play this game for a little bit. It's just it's really fun and addicting.
0: I always loved like whenever there was a property that ended up getting like a full blown three D style game and just exploring that world that you see in the T V show and it feels like, wow, I'm actually here. Like there was that it's looked back on as shitty now, but that South Park first-person shooter, I used to love that as oh, a kid yeah. on on Jeez. N64. Um, I remember
1: EGM gave that I don't know like what like two point five sorts of scores or something. <laughs> I don't know. It, I just <laughs> I'm going to look it up now. It now. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah. I I loved it as a kid. It didn't even I was, it didn't even phase me that like other people didn't like it. I was like I'm playing South Park. I'm in like my favorite show. Probably shouldn't have been watching that show when I was seven, but still. <laughs> <laughs>
2: didn't we all? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yeah simpsons road rage check it out if you have a gamecube or if you like to emulate old games so is next
2: that up? not on mobile john sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i just had a question because I, I come out on were mobile? both on, i know hit and run was it i thought they both came out on mobile but maybe i'm wrong
1: i don't know uh, that would no. be surprising right. to me i'll check it out
0: all right sorry Brett. next up uh, Greg. there's like
1: a weird gba port <laughs> <laughs> That's the extent of it for Road Rage.
0: Now, Greg, pretend like you're giving a wedding toast and tell us about Resident Evil Code Veronica. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, I wasn't going to be kidding, but I am now.
3: Um <laughs> uh, man, like talk about like the the you know, the biggest nostalgia trip that I that I have is is booting up any really any Dreamcast game. But like I don't know what it was about Code Veronica that that it might have been the the japanese trailers that's when like you know like you're younger and like you your first like it's different now there's so much resident evil out there but like you know back in the day you're like researching oh in japan this is called biohazard and there's like these you know only a couple of these games out and uh, it was really before like resident evil really hit that stride and became you know a a, i'd say like a a well-known big Capcom property
0: I mean I feel I feel like Resident Evil 1 and 2 did enough to be I, big.
3: <laughs> they I, I don't think so. You know, not at the time. They were very I feel like they were still I mean they were still very niche I think back in the day. You know, they were still like they they were in magazines. There was you know, uh I don't I I just don't think the the you know, Resident Evil wasn't everywhere. And you know, yeah, as much on. as I love Resident my, Evil hang uh hang Resident Evil 2 wasn't Look there up some this, sales numbers?
0: Didn't this game come out like after the first film or two?
3: I don't think so.
1: which one are I'm we not talking about? Code sure. Veronica.
3: Resident Evil Code Veronica on Dreamcast. Okay, so it came
1: out two thousand.
3: Because it didn't come to like other consoles till way later.
0: Okay, yeah. Right, so, the, so the the first movie was two years later. I don't know. I could be wrong. Sorry for interrupting. I just feel like Resident Evil was pretty damn popular from one to three. Because even oh, I will say this: yeah. like
3: at the time. So at the time, like, especially after two, I mean, there, I remember reading like these like shitty HTML websites that just had like text versions of this like potentially leaked screenplay for the resident evil movie that started out with like them running through the woods and stuff. And like, it was nothing like the film that came out years later. And so like, Man, I, I can't tell you how much I just wanted more Resident Evil. And so, like, looking this up in magazines, looking it up, uh, looking at trailers online. Again, another another one that I watched a lot of the trailers in Japanese and was just genuinely excited about Claire Redfield and and her journey. But, you know, I thought the, the Dreamcast did a lot of cool things, like uh, working, uh, having the VMU. Like, it was, uh, for those who don't know, it was like a little your memory card for the game, but it had a screen on it. And so it fit into the front of your Dreamcast controller and it would display like little tips and tricks or it would have like um, your health meter. Um, but it was like really the first like like 3D, full 3D experience in Resident Evil that wasn't confined to like a lot of the, the camera angles that 1 and 2 and even 3 were. Um, I, I felt like it was a more a bigger vision in terms of the Resident Evil franchise. But I say it's overlooked because at the time, I feel like a lot of people chose other consoles other than the Dreamcast. I felt like, you know, the Dreamcast was sent out to fail. It was a Sega console, number one, in a time when, you know, there was other uh, better options out there. You know, everybody was anticipating the PlayStation 2. um, And, you know, they were already burned by the Sega Saturn. But I felt like it was, at the time, it was like, I always experience this awesome game with like these crazy cutscenes and like even that first initial scene where you're in the jail and the, and the lighter, the light, the lighter flicks up and like, yeah, there's just like all these like, like into more intimate resident evil moments that really made the game for me. And like, you know, the, I, I still remember the boss battles from two at this point. And, and I had played two, I don't know how many times all the way through and, and gone back and, you know, unlocked hunk and all those other characters. But like, it was like, I don't know what it was about this game that I felt like at times, like maybe it's just the age I was in that I was like the only one playing it. But um, I it, it was just, I don't know if it's, it's so much that it holds a special place in my heart or that like, you know, I really wish more people back in 2000 got to experience this Resident Evil game. On the Dreamcast, as as I did, and and you know, I I went back and purchased it a couple of years ago again because I had no idea where my game went. And honestly, I think it still holds up pretty well. And like the first time, you know, you encounter the the Bandersnatch and like you know these like different quiet areas of 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 the map, and it's it still I think it's still such a solid game.
0: Now, two things. I feel like the main thing that's overlooking this game is Capcom itself just skipping it with the remakes. Come on, Capcom! You should have remade this and then four. Like, why skip it? And uh, the probably second thing is probably putting more care opening, into this one. Yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> they're doing four, so I, I don't think they're gonna come back and do Code Veronica. But uh, and then the did. the other I'll thing um, that opening cutscene where she like she's she's holding the gun and she's like, I'm like she's like and then she drops the gun and it's falling she's like looking at it fall and then she, she goes down and catches it and then shoots the things behind them and then they explode can't tell, mm. me, can't tell you how many times I reenacted that as a kid like <laughs> dropping the, the gun and then dropping down to the it. ground as fast as I could to <laughs> just catch it um so yeah that's good, good memories Code Veronica I still that think you're crazy it. I think Resident Evil was so popular in, in the like, like even before 2000 I think it was really popular um Next no. up, Brett Larson. What's your next game?
2: I feel like a pretending. Pretend for like this. your
0: wife is having <laughs> oh a God, baby he next to you <laughs> and you're trying to calm her. But tell us about A Way Out. <laughs> honey, honey,
2: A Way hey, Out. Honey, it's the okay, game. I it's, babe, <laughs> babe, I know this doesn't feel good right now. It hurts. Just keep breathing. I have to tell you about something, okay? It's a game called A Way Out. I know you haven't heard of it. Not a lot of people have. Let's be honest. But it's phenomenal. And when you're done having this baby, <laughs> me and you were gonna fucking play it.
0: <laughs> oh, see, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> Thank you for bringing the energy, breath. Hey. Thank you.
2: <laughs> oh man. So a way out is uh, obviously like the other Joseph, Joseph or Yosephers, Josephers. So the J. Joseph. Is, this, is it pronounced something. Joseph or Yoseph? Joseph Ferris. Joseph Ferris. Joseph Ferris. Yeah. All right. So it's the it's the other co op game of his, the the less well known one after It Takes Two came out. Um, I know he did a Brothers a Tale of Two Sons as well, but that wasn't a co op, right? No. I mean, you control
0: two yeah, characters. Yeah, it was. But that, okay, one cool. person controlling two.
2: And another amazing game, by the way. I love that game. But okay, so a way out. Like, there's only I can count on one on like one hand how many truly fun co-op experiences i've had in my adult years and this is one of them it takes two is my favorite ever i like that was phenomenal like he just does such a good job of of making these experience these co-op experiences in, in in his games but this was another one that like it definitely got its dues but not near the level that it takes two did and it was a really fun game man like if you have not played this and you got like a, a sibling or a good friend that you just want to like have a good time with. It, it's I think it's free for the other person if you own it. Yeah. Much like it takes two was as well. It's such a it was such a good experience. Me and my I actually played this with my son who at that time I believe was ten. So when I first started, I was like, oh, this is going to be a rough trying to play with a ten year old. I'm going to have to like you know basically guide him through the whole thing, and he's going to get stuck, and it's going to be frustrating, and. And I'm going to want it to be fun, but he's going to hinder the experience because he's 10 and he's not going to know how to do certain things. But no, dude, it was like, I don't remember one time where he, I had to like put, you know, put him on my shoulders and and walk him through parts of the game. Like, it, it, it was like this perfect blend of you experiencing your character and not having to worry about what the other person did. And at the same time, you both working together to get through whatever part of the map you're on. And it was, man, it was really good, really well voice acted um surprisingly like the action moments were good like I, j- I was just so very surprised by some of this game that I was not expecting and uh yeah man very very good experience um like I said it takes two is still my favorite co-op experience of all time but this is not that far behind it and uh not nearly talked enough on on the level that you know some of these other games are so a way out go play it very good game
0: Yeah, super good and um i was always impressed by just how many gameplay mechanics they end up introducing like you're driving and then you're you're playing a third person shooter you're doing like a puzzle section there's just like so much random things
2: that yep. they included so and man yeah, the super good the story too like It's one one more thing i just wanted to say i'm not going to stay long but, like, this, I couldn't believe how, how much the story draws you in. Like, towards the end, like, yeah, that, that's all I'll say. Very, it was, like, a, a very satisfying story that goes along with it, too.
0: Yeah, what's funny about the ending, which I won't spoil it, but if you ever were around the internet, or I would say around, like, seven years ago, there was this meme, before memes were really, like, prominent on the internet, um, that explained, like, it'd be cool if a game did this. And it was like, wow, that would be really cool. Well, A Way Out actually ended up doing that thing mm-hmm. that that meme always said would be awesome. And so, yeah, I definitely highly rem- highly recommend checking that out. Uh, great pick, Brett. Now, who's next? Let's see. Oh, I'm next. All right, I guess we're just going to do all these. So I'm going to shout out Guacamelee 2. Guac- Guacamelee 1 came out, and I felt like it was like one of the big known titles around the time PlayStation was really supporting indie games. Remember those days? Um, this was, this was also, a, nope. the, the first game was also, like, a really, like, popular game on Vita for that small, passionate audience. And it actually did really well on Vita. That's coming straight from Drinkbox themselves. And, uh, when the sequel came out, I was so hyped because the first game was just so good. I'm not super into Metroidvanias, but, like, the combat was so fun. Like, uh, the, uh, the uh, level design, the platforming was amazing. And then when the sequel came out, it just basically... Did everything exactly the same, but, like, four times better. And I just could not believe that they somehow came up with a bunch of new ideas that essentially utilized the same gameplay mechanics. A few new things were added. But they somehow just made some of the best level design that I've ever played in a 2D game. Like, just crazy-ass shit where you have to use every single special ability just to make it across the map and, like, hit this little thing so you can unlock something. Like a key or something. I don't remember exactly what you were collecting, but... I just have to shout out this game. And it's also hilarious a lot of games try to be funny but guacamelee's humor a lot of it is very what's the word i'm looking for it's like it's like nonchalant it's like in the background like it's not trying too hard it's just little things that you might notice like i I, i'm pretty sure this is in the second game it could be the first game but there's this really funny section where you're climbing up a hill like it's it's just like a really big hill and then all of a sudden at the top of the hill you randomly see the main character thing from journey just dead on the ground (laughs) <laughs> it just what? like doesn't acknowledge it okay <laughs> i just thought it was freaking hilarious i'm like oh my god because the whole point of that game is you're climbing a mountain but you can die on the way up and you just randomly see the the little thing from journey just dead <laughs> <laughs> i just thought it was cracking up for a long time As, that's the type of humor that i find really funny in games sort of like how um in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 the lion just randomly like you're like staying at a hotel he's just wearing pajamas out of nowhere like mm-hmm. He's the only one that's in like uh, full-blown yeah. pajamas with a hat and everything. That just cracked me up. But anyway, that yeah, was yeah, random. random
2: shit. <laughs>
5: so,
0: uh, yeah, Gwakame I'm not even a Metroidvania guy, and this is a, such a good Metroidvania. Um, and I, and I, I also had Ori 2 on my list, but it's not on there. But it, basically the exact same. It built upon the first game in all the best ways, and it's actually way better than the first game, even though the original is really good. But I feel like it didn't get as much fanfare. Guacamele 2 and ori 2 didn't get as much fanfare despite being just so great and uh yeah just want to shout out them i'll just do them together because i still have three more so yeah next up we have mary again all right mary pretend like your daughter's (laughs) dog died then you have to break the news to her but also tell her about the longing (laughs) <laughs> I, can't
4: do that. <laughs> so, but I am gonna shout out the longing um i think we first saw this game i want to say it was a, like a nintendo indie showcase or an indie showcase of some sort and i remember the very first thing the initial reaction is like oh my gosh uh, it's 400 uh, days long like it's actually in real time and i think that either intrigued a lot of people or turned them off of it um but it's definitely worth checking out and like you can't there are things that like you can do to like speed time up but it is like 400 days real time um and I held off on it for a bit it was uh, one it was like on my watch list but one of my friends ended up picking it up and she got really into it and then I was like well now I want to get my little shade and like go like crawl through the tunnels make discoveries you know because like there are so many things for you to like explore discover Um, it's kind of this journey, like through loneliness, because it's just this little shade, like all, all by himself, all by his lonesome. Um, and so a group of us all ended up, like picking it up, like around the same time and like comparing, like, this is what I did with my little shade today. Oh, I'm at day this. And like one of our friends just completely abandoned his shade for like a hundred (laughs) days, you know, but he was still there. Um, so it's, it's worth checking out. It's, you know, it's, it's a good little journey, I think.
1: Awesome. Now, I did read that, like, w- is it, like, possible to skip days if you really want to? Go ahead, John.
4: Um, you can jump through, like, time, like, pretty quickly at some points. Okay. Like, it's, You have to like make some progress though, but there are things you can do to like jump ahead like hours at a time, like a good chunk of time. So, like, I didn't like none of me and my friends, none of us spent 400 actual days. (laughs) You weren't that on it. (laughs) (laughs) You can if you want to, if you want to play it that way, but there's little things you collect that like can help get through it in less than 400 days.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I was one of those people that thought it looked intriguing when it was announced at whatever probably like a direct mini or something like that yeah it was something like that somewhere in there but yeah well i'm glad to hear that that game is uh enjoyable for its intended audience shall we say
4: yeah (laughs) it's fun i I had a good time with it
2: cool the way the way you described that mary almost reminded me of like the old tamagotchi pets when she's like, you, you have to keep your little shade character alive and check in on him today and stuff. It reminded me of having one of those like virtual yeah. pets when I was well, younger. Well, thankfully,
4: <laughs> you don't have to feed him, but like I got really busy for a bit, so like I would just turn my switch on, go ch- check on him, give him like a new book That's to awesome. read, and then I would turn it back off. <laughs> That's
5: awesome.
0: So, <laughs>
4: nice. But it was fun.
0: Alright. Next up, we have John. You have to pretend... Like you're annoyed at me telling you to pretend to do things.
1: <laughs> I could never do that, Brett. That's the most unrealistic one of them all.
5: <laughs>
0: all right.
1: Next up, My next game. Yeah, Metroid Samus Returns on the 3DS. The game Boo. that was. The game that was not announced at a Nintendo Direct, it was announced at a Nintendo Treehouse immediately after a Direct, yeah. out of nowhere. And it was like the craziest reveal in Nintendo history, just because it was so stupidly random. Like,
0: Yeah, what was up with that?
1: No it's a freaking new Metroid yeah, game. Brand not new not Metroid. Direct-worthy? Like, oh man, uh, I don't know. So, hopefully they learn their lesson and we'll never see that happen again, but like, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, this game is great, and I feel like it was a little uh overlooked just because I think when this game came out was Switch already out, I think.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's that's why like no yeah, one cared okay. about it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's too bad because this game is basically like gameplay wise, it kind of feels like the blueprint for what um, Dread would become, and it's kind of a double edged sword. So. A lot of people did not play Samus Returns, and they only played Dread. So when they played Dread, they were like, "This is amazing! This is totally fresh! This is a really great game." Me, I was like, "Eh, this reminds me too much of Samus Returns, and I liked that kind of more." So, <laughs> um, you're crazy. So, <laughs> Samus <laughs> returns, so that was so good it's fantastic. Yes, you're right. Yeah, Mary. you should sounds. talk more about it. one of my favorite metros. Awesome.
0: <laughs> I just gotta say Mary John and Becca in the chat. <laughs> No, you're wrong. You're all wrong.
4: <laughs> okay, Mr. Twilight Princess is underappreciated. <laughs>
0: Dude, you were the yeah. first person in years I've heard say anything positive. And it wasn't even you. It was your made-up friends. You could be lying for all of
4: oh, this. No. my friends!
1: Whoa! <laughs> all right. But Samus returns... So this is the one that actually introduced, like, the like the counter-attack... Whoa, I smacked my mic. The counter-attack <laughs> mechanics. And uh, I, I appreciated how this game, it felt like it had a different tone than the games before it. Because if you think back to, like, even Super Metroid, there'll be, like, these little enemies that sort of crawl across screen. And they're not interested in hurting you. They're just sort of there. And if you run into them, it hurts. But otherwise, you have nothing to worry about. Samus Returns is different in that basically everything wants you dead. Like everything is aggressive towards you. Like so it's like real life. And the, yeah. And <laughs> and the fact that you're you're like literally on a genocide mission. You're on a mission to destroy all the Metroids, because this is a remake of the original Game Boy game, Metroid 2. And <laughs> so Everything about this game just feels, like, more aggressive. You're there to murder everything, and everything wants you dead, which is kind of a unique angle for Metroid in the first place. And then you get into those boss fights, and those, those boss fights were so freaking hard. They like, were extremely like, hard. I'm like, still
0: playing this game, by the way. I haven't beat it because I'm just, I don't know, there's something about it. Just, I, tr- I, just, just I, started so. I started after Dread. I started after Dread, and after I played Dread, I'm like, mm, this just isn't as good. So it's harder to get. It's harder to get through.
4: Yeah.
1: Maybe it just depends which one you play first. Maybe I think I, so. Uh, yeah. So like, and it's funny. you know, like, I I reflect fondly now on the difficulty of of this game, but at the time, like, I was at risk of breaking my 3ds over it because I'm a violent lunatic exclusively when I play video <laughs> games that are too hard. So like there was some dicey close calls with the (laughs) hardware there but once i beat it and didn't have to play it again love it that's that's why (laughs) i I don't play
2: that's why i don't play games that are too difficult Brett got (laughs) way quieter is brett way quieter
0: now for you guys
2: or no i pulled back from the mic a little bit maybe that was why oh yeah that was probably yeah
0: yeah. i don't know he's he's still really quiet for me but yeah i don't know what were you saying
1: anyway what were you saying mary
4: no, I was gonna say there's one particular boss fight that I was like losing my mind over, and I was playing on a friend's borrowed 3DS because he he has a <laughs> he, no he has a modified 3DS where you can stream from it, so oh, it's already a no very way. rare item now. So yes. I was just sitting there, I was like, I cannot, I want to throw this thing and I cannot <laughs> throw it. <laughs> So I was just, like, That's great. having to, like, call myself, put the 3DS down and be like, <laughs> I hate this boss so much!
1: <laughs> was it, not, trying not to get too much into spoilers, but was it the drill one? Mm-hmm. Or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. the worst for me as well. Hated that was it. driving me insane. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. So, like, when Dread came out, so many people were saying, like, Dread is so hard. I can't believe how hard this game is. I guess Samus Returns trained me because I just like I didn't think the game was easy, but I didn't think it was that hard either for the most part. Like,
4: yeah, I don't know. I, I started playing all like the two D Metroids like in twenty twenty one leading up to Dread. So like I think I just kind of got better like as I played because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the time I got to Dread, like I was doing like Shine Spark tricks that like I don't think I ever oh. would have been able to get before. Like some of those are hard.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. You're a seasoned veteran now.
0: I never thought that Metroid would cause so much drama in our chat, but people are going nuts.
2: (laughs) People are going nuts. (laughs) And Becca also also said, I am not imaginary.
0: (laughs) I never said Samus Returns was bad. All right. And I I have a huge confession to make. I've been been joking this whole time. All right. But I have a huge confession to make. Wait, hang on. Mary says, Brett. In my circle, <laughs> Twilight
5: Princess is this.
0: never talked about or revered <laughs> as anything good.
3: I'm telling now, you,
1: Brett, I'm, who's in your I, circle? I'm you're you're I was a in this circle right now. You're in okay. the
3: circle. You're part of <laughs> Pretend that like you have a circle of friends that hate Twilight Princess. And I, so,
0: I specifically remember no. <laughs> Mary, Twilight Princess, not even being in, in her like top five. So top you're one of the haters Zeldas that I'm talking about. Or
4: top five games. Yeah,
0: but listen, top five Zelda. I
4: think it is. <laughs> That, oh, it, that changes. I think I'm pretty sure. I have a Midna statue next to me. It has to be in my she top She has five. a statue,
0: so it has to be in her top five. Yes. No, but <laughs> I'm I, not even exaggerating. I listen to five to eight hours of podcasts every single day of my life because I have my AirPods in all day long, and I listen to them in one and a half or two times speed. So when you combine all those hours together, it's probably about eight hours a day, eight hours worth of podcasts. I never hear anything positive from anyone's mouth about Twilight Princess. That was just part one of this rant. Second part is <laughs> Samus Returns, I'll be honest guys. I've only played about eight hours of it, haven't completed it. Cause I stopped playing it, because I played Dread and it just felt silky smooth. That amazing combat. The freaking boss fights in Dread were so good. I'm freaking zipping back and forth like I'm playing Smash Brothers or something. That was a great ass game. So then when I went to Samus Returns, everything just felt sort of stiff. And it's because this, it was a 3DS, and they didn't do... Like, even though the deflecting stuff didn't feel nearly as good as it did in Dread. And one final thing to admit is I was playing it on an emulator that didn't let you point in any direction to shoot except exactly left and up and right and up and down. So anything in between there impossible to hit so that ruined my whole experience so samus returns isn't really as bad as i'm making it out to be because it was the emulation that was that was uh, making it worse than it actually was correct, so right. there you go
1: <laughs> okay because
0: it's, it's, I, I don't have a... it actually i tr- literally tried buying it and on my 2ds that i have it'll never load the eShop ever again it's just forever broke it just i kept trying to load it over and over couldn't even do it so i could never actually buy the game 40 bucks on that so that's why yeah yeah. And then someone said Brett is always wrong or something like that. Um, <laughs> I agree. <with laughs> that. That, was, that was Greg. And He's then
2: the... no, it wasn't me. Yeah. No, it was someone else first. Elias, I don't know who. Elias, Do we know <laughs> Elias, Elias in Thompson.
0: Real life? Brett is usually wrong about Some, video games. Someone you
3: know with what? the very right opinion. At least, said that in the at chat. least,
0: <laughs> someone out here out of all these video game podcasts, you're know the ones I listen to. At least someone actually has a voice. And you know who that person is brett medlock god damn it i'll
2: give you okay. that let's
0: move on that. to the next thing <laughs> uh, next up we have who's next um where are we greg greg what's your i don't remember what game this is your fourth third what's your next game
3: oh shit uh this is my third yeah but i pretend like to... you're telling
0: your mom <laughs> your girlfriend just got pregnant <laughs>
2: It's like
3: understand. your dog just Again? Took the shit and it got stuck in its <laughs>
2: bum a little bit. You got to talk to it while you're trying to get it pulled out of its bum. There we go. Very See? specific. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. Damn it, Thor! Wouldn't be the first time, but <laughs> <laughs> he nipped me earlier. That fucking guy. <laughs> Fuck. um, no, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go with UN Squadron for my third because I'm being very selective here. I'm gonna go with Titanfall Two. Not cool. just because I love Apex Legends and Respawn Entertainment as a, as a developer, but yeah, just boy. because the this was like the first time that... So Titanfall 1, I remember, was like my real first multiplayer Xbox One experience. One of the reasons... I think it was the, the first game that I bought on the Xbox One, but uh, the one thing that a lot of people wanted or anticipated was, um, you know, what the future... Would bring for Titanfall and the Titanfall franchise, being that they, uh, you know, split off and made this new company that was developing a game from original Infinity Ward developers, and and so they were they were you know wanted something more out of it, like some sort of story that reflected, you know, the pedigree that they had you know brought to the table, and so finally Titanfall Two brought that, and I've never played a game where my palms were so sweaty the entire time. And yet I was having fun and like genuine fun and interest and, and just the, 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 not only the voice acting, but the level design, the animations, the overall graphics like this. It was at a weird time where like, I I don't know what, I think a lot of people were maybe burned by the first time fall or, or it didn't find the right audience because it was an Xbox exclusive and later came to PC, But Timefall 2, like, by far, you know, has one of the best stories in first-person shooter games. Uh, Visual presentation overall is, like, fucking phenomenal. And not only that, the multiplayer, like, set the stage for what became Apex Legends. Like, shit, half the weapons that are in the game are, if not all of them are in Apex Legends. But the multiplayer, I I felt bad, too, because I wanted more of it. And, uh the the community just was not there for a long time. It didn't have the lasting power that Apex Legends does, but it it had like one of the most fun multiplayers around. And I remember there was probably about uh like four or five of us that were on Xbox that played the initial beta and then jumped into the multiplayer and played you know a good amount of matches. But just being able to like be you know this. Tiny human, you know, running around on a map, jumping, you know, off walls, double jumping with your little boost pack, grappling, um, you know, running on walls to get to the higher up uh, positions on buildings. And then jumping into a Titan and calling out this like massive robot that you can now jump into and and, you know, splatter enemies on the field. It's just like a all around like it, it had everything that I felt like, you know call of duty could have done at the time to like kind of advance it's it's like position as like one of the best competitive and it just sucks because it wasn't the right time but it's still like like i still look back on like how good that game was you know not only from a storytelling aspect but you know to genuinely caring about you know your counterpart in the game which is a, a fucking robot and then, you know, just the scale of the game in general, you know, not only in multiplayer matches, but in the story as well. And I remember, you know, telling Brett, I was like, dude, you got to play this game, like play the, play at least the story. Played it. And, you know, it was like one of the games. Yeah. And it was like one of the games I just wanted other people to experience because it was such a good time. And, you know, I occasionally I'll jump back in and see if matches are, are still just as fun. And it's it's got some of the most smooth, fluid gameplay and it implements mechanics and and does it well throughout the entire experience so if you ever get the opportunity to just even play the story of this game i know it goes on sale so often and i have seen it on i think it's still available on pc but go play it.
0: game Pass. there's my call out is it of the
3: episode.
0: <laughs> <Woo>! yep um <laughs> yeah that campaign is really fun Awesome. highly recommend
2: Awesome campaign. All right,
0: well, that's is, is that all you had to say on it, Gregory? Yes, sir. All right, now Brett Larson, Brett what Larson. is your next game, and why is it Hello Kitty Island Adventure?
2: Um, because Hello Kitty Island Adventure is just underrated. That's why <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I, I've got I've got two more. I'm just gonna roll them into one since we're getting fairly close to time. Um, but before those two. I don't know why I didn't think of this one earlier. It's one I always talk about. It's like one of the great injustices of gaming that this never got a sequel and will never get a sequel apparently is nice. Sleeping Dogs. Such a fucking great game, dude. And, and it's sad that, that we will never get a sequel to Sleeping Dogs. You play as an undercover detective trying to take down the triad in Hong Kong. Open world kind of GTA style game. Some of the most satisfying combat you'll ever like in, in fighting um of of any game i've ever played so damn fun and like i said it's just it's just a crime that that will never get a sequel um but other than that that was just kind of like my um like a shout out to that one that wasn't even on my official list um i have battlefield hardline so i'm a a big battlefield fan and, and i don't play online shooters that much anymore. There was there was a time where like that's kind of all I played, and it would be between whatever Call of Duty was out or whatever Battlefield was out, or both. But if I was to play one, it would always be Battlefield. I just prefer those games more. But for some reason, Battlefield Hardline is like the red-headed stepchild of that series. And uh, it's actually really good. Um, I, I think a lot of people wrote it off because it was so different from the the normal, like, military-style Battlefield games. It was, uh, like, the uh, cops and robbers, if you will. Um, And it had a a pretty unique campaign. Um, And, man, it just was a lot of fun. I put so many hours into that game. I probably put more hours into that than any of the other Battlefields. And there's been some amazing, like, Battlefield uh, Bad Company 2, Battlefield 4, uh, Battlefield 1 that were just, like, highly acclaimed... And I put hundreds and hundreds of hours into, it. but for some reason, Battlefield Hardline—it just, it had me hooked, and I, I, loved that game. Some, some, some of the, some of my best memories of playing online, uh, just by myself without other people, just because it was so fun to just be in there playing was, was Hardline. Um, and then the other game I have, I'll just knock out too, is Metro. Exodus. This is, this is your third but,
0: knockout in one well, round. Well, the, so other you know. one
2: a, the other one was the uh, other one was Sleeping Dogs was an honorable mention. That was that wasn't actually on my list. I just wanted to get that out of there since it was or since I was finishing up. But Metro Exodus, it's specifically the Metro series period. I won't spend a ton of time on this. So good. Um but Metro Exodus is like the perfect example of if if you're not feeling a game, stick with it. Or take some time away and come back to it because I played this game Metro Exodus the first time for about an hour and a half and I just was not into it, not feeling it to the point where like it was back when like you could red box games. I red boxed it, played for a couple hours, and I was like, ah, I'm not feeling it. Took it back, and then I got to talking to Brett, and he's like, dude, you didn't like that. He's like, you need to try it again. Trust me. And it was on sale on the uh, the PSN uh, the PSN store. So I was like, all right, I'll 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 trust him, spent a few bucks on it or whatever. Went back and I enjoyed it so much the second time that I then went back and played both of the first two entries in the series and all of the DLC from all of the games <laughs> in like in like a, a, a three or four week span. Insanity. Like I just went stupid on on everything Metro. Like in dude, I just freaking fell in love with that series. It is it's kind of so good. Like some some of the most like tense moments i've ever had in a game like by myself and like just like in like get caught in the middle of a firefight and like almost terrified at the same time is a metroid game like they're man it's like i said if you played it especially exodus and weren't feeling it give it another shot because when i went back and gave it a second shot i fell absolutely in love with it
0: two things about this series it's kind of funny how I got you to go back and play Exodus because I loved it so much. And then you started the other games, and then I started them at the same time. And then we both just sort of played through them. Mm -hmm. I took a while longer to beat uh, the two older ones, and then we both just fell in love with the series. Now I can't wait until the next game. Um, And another thing, I will always remember Exodus as the game Greg made me go preview at E3 when I never went to sleep. I stayed up an entire night (laughs) and got up at like 7 in the morning to go to a preview for Metro. And when I was there, I kept thinking, this game fucking sucks. <laughs> I got, I came here. I went out of my bed. After, I was like, just fell asleep. I was like, ah, I can finally sleep. And then all of a sudden, hey, Brett, Brett, I got that preview. And I'm like, oh no. And then he woke me up, made me go. And I just thought, this is a worst game. Like, this is terrible. It's so buggy. It's pretty, but like mechanically, it feels terrible. I'm never, I'm never playing this game ever and then I ended up buying it at launch, and ended up loving it. So yeah, it's just kind of funny. Um, yeah. Amazing series. I feel like it's totally overlooked. It's like it I feel like all of these games could be argued as like ten out of ten games. Yep. They're absolutely fantastic. The worst part is that the main protagonist yes. doesn't talk unless there's <laughs> yes, a load. I was, screen. I was gonna say unless there's a load screen. I and he was talks. gonna say
2: literally my one thing, if I was to say like something negative about it, is you're a silent protagonist. Which you know whatever. That's the direction that went with it. But when you're in a load he screen. Does. Your fucking protagonist talks! He, like, reads out of his journal. I'm like, so why did you give him a voice and a loading screen, but not during the game? It's so, so annoying. Weird.
0: It's so annoying. Because it would make <laughs> yeah. so much sense if he just talked during the cutscenes, because right. they're all like, uh... What's like his name? They're, pouring uh, out their hearts uh, to him, uh, and he
2: just, like, name? nods. <laughs> uh, they're like,
0: "R.T.M. we need you help
2: <laughs> us. Yep. Okay. Strange, it's like, like <laughs> well, what did I say? What did he say? Did he say yes or no? Yeah. Did he tell you to go fuck yourself, or did he say, yes, I'll help you? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm not him. Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, great series. And then we have me next up. I guess I'll I'll get out two of these quickly, and then we'll go back around one more time. Then Brett's finished. Um, My next game is Odin Sphere, Lefrithseer. I don't know how you pronounce it. Odin Sphere is what I'm going to call it. Life for Seer, I don't know. It's an amazing, amazing action game. Two D side scroller. Absolutely stunning by develop by uh, developed by Vanillaware. They're known for doing murumasa Dragon's Crown, and more recently, Thirteen Sentinels. I played Murumasa just just out of the blue because I thought it looked like pretty on Vita. And then I was like, man, that ended up being amazing. I that's arguably a ten out of a ten game. And then I saw this coming out, I got a review code, so I was really excited. I played through it as the main character and I was like, Man, that was a really good game that was awesome it was like a solid like six to eight hours and then i realized the game was just beginning you played through it more times from different perspectives as different characters that all have different abilities and attack styles and it just feels like every single time you replayed it, you were playing a brand new game because everything felt so different. All the characters fought so differently and the way the stories intertwined and all that stuff, it was, it was very like Game of Thronesy with the story. I feel like it's totally overlooked. And, it's, and this version was actually a remake of a PS2 original, I think. Um, it, was a, it was originally on PS2. Um, and the, the art style has aged so well. It's still absolutely beautiful. And uh, this is, this is uh, one of the best studios. Like... I'm still playing 13 Sentinels because I'm taking forever to get to it. And I refuse to go back to it until I finish uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. But this is like one of my favorite studios ever. And uh, Murumasa and Odin Sphere could be on this list because I feel like they're criminally overlooked and uh, absolutely an awesome game. Uh, not much else to say about it, so I'll just I'll go, I'll go on to the next one real fast, which is Batman Arkham Origins. This game was developed by uh, WB Montreal, not developed by Rocksteady. <laughs> It's the bastard child of the series. <laughs> they call the Arkham Trilogy the three games by Rocksteady. They just completely <laughs> ignore this game all the time. It never got ported to, mat- to modern platforms. The only way you can play it is with a disc, an Xbox 360 disc on the Series X. It's not even available digitally. You can't even digitally buy this game. They hate it that much. Warner Brothers owns the rights to it. Why would it not be on digital stores? It makes zero sense. And they call it the Arkham Trilogy. They never acknowledge it. I don't get it because this game is definitely better than Arkham Knight. That that I'm sure a lot of people would argue that. Arkham Origins, I liked it so much more than Arkham Knight. The detective stuff, absolutely awesome. You finally feel like a detective as Batman. In the, in the other Arkham games, you never really felt like a detective until this game where you're going into analyzing things, slowing down time, rewinding time. It's just really awesome in that aspect, and then it's an actual awesome origin story for the Joker, voiced by Troy Baker, who does oh, a great awesome. version of Mark Hamill's Joker in this game. <laughs> Sounds just like him, and it's a really intriguing main story between those two characters about how they're basically the, the exact same. One's just evil, and the other one's Batman, so I just think it's a really awesome story, and in a lot of ways this story was retold in the latest batman movie that everyone really liked and it was a very there's a very similar uh, dynamic between alfred and batman in that movie that was originally in this game for the first time i saw it. i'm sure it's in the comics and the anime and stuff but yeah i just think this game's severely overlooked the combat's more of the same they added a few new things um they added the ability to like i think i, I don't I, I wouldn't get into it anymore but I just think it's a really overlooked game. And the DLC is actually really good. Brett, you should probably play that. It's a Mr. Freeze DLC, and uh, it's really awesome. And then... I was
2: just to say, fun fact, Brett actually got the physical 360 game for his birthday last year. Yeah and then played it and sent it to me in the mail, and I just finished it recently as well. The only so,
0: way you can play it. 360 disc. The only
2: way you can play it, man. <laughs> it's the only physical game i played on either of my two current gen, uh, like the <laughs> Series X or PS5. Literally the only physical game I've played this whole uh, generation.
0: Yeah, and... uh Fun fact, I sent it to him in a box for the the DVD for Delivery, Delivery Man, Man. With, starring Vince Vaughn. <laughs> it's sitting
2: right <laughs> behind me. <laughs>
0: I was like, I don't want to give him the real box. He can just have this random DVD box. <laughs> but yeah, next up, we'll go on down to Mary because we don't got much longer. Mary, your game, I 100% agree with. Tell us all about it.
4: Astral Chain. Yeah. <laughs> Played it Astral for the first Chain. time this year before like on the podcast because i did like earlier this year but like it's such a good game it's on the nintendo switch i feel like people talked about it it came out and then no one talked about like how really good it is you know it is so cool it runs so well on the switch's hardware it looks amazing the music's great the combat's really fun and it's different than what i expected to be because i was like oh this is gonna be like you know Also gonna be controlling like your character and then also like um oh my god the legion, you know, that you have with you. And it actually like works better than I thought it would. And I was like, this is so Mm -hmm. cool. Like, why did people stop talking about this game? (laughs) Because I put it off for so long and then I happened to get it, I think like on sale, like during like a Black Friday sale or something, and then it sat on my shelf for months. I was just like I'll get to it eventually and finally I was like alright it's time and I'm like I should have played
2: this so much sooner. <laughs> I still was shocked when I played it at how beautiful it looks being a Switch game like it rivals some of the best looking games game i ever
4: played. I
0: stand by it.
2: Yeah it's gorgeous I mean it, that shows you right there what the Switch is capable Dude, of if it's what's funny is used the right my- way.
0: I believe that was 2019, maybe 2018, but either way it was the same year as uh, Luigi's yes. Mansion I think which was also like this stunning game that like somehow the switch was rivaling like its uh, older platforms or not older but uh, it's newer platforms like those those games are so artistically strong that they could match any like modern day like hardware just cuz the the vision is so good with that art mm-hmm. style so yeah amazing game mm-hmm. definitely that's, that's um, a game
1: that a, I actually a, a, a lot of people rage quit
0: oh my really? god i like on, I, god.
1: I think it was only even like the first like major boss where it had like two or three different forms and like i don't know if i was missing something or what but i was like i was so extremely pissed i just swore it off forever damn
0: <laughs> you gotta go back man yeah you're, you're probably missing something it's so
3: unique like and a lot so of people didn't like that it
1: too. what's up
3: greg you never finished it no i'm like mm-hmm. so close to finishing it but I I echo some of yeah. that same sentiment, John. Though like initially, that's why I set it down, and then I went back into it, and and like, you know, a lot of the it, it, I think as soon as I started unlocking more legions, the more I changed, the more I leveled up, the more shit that like you randomly find in a level, like you know, new outfit, and I'm like, am I having fun changing outfits right now? <laughs> and the answer is <laughs> yes. We're having fun <laughs> watching you change but, outfits. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, please, Daddy.
3: But like it like even just like you know, giving toilet paper to the you know the the person that's in the bathroom and you get like I forget what the unlockable is for it. But like um I don't know, it it, it finally started to I think click I forget how many chapters there are. I think there's like twelve or something. But I I think right around like five or six or at least at least more than halfway through the game, I was like you know, started to really feel, feel a better balance of, of everything. There are some levels that I could do without and some levels where I wanted more exploration, but I think overall it was a very solid showing from Platinum Games.
0: Definitely. this is That's the Platinum I love. Um, not the Babylon's Fall Platinum. The most
2: up-and-down the... studio of are. <laughs> <Definitely>. Amazing <laughs> game, shit game. Amazing game, yep. shit game. Yep.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I highly recommend everyone play that game. Um, I think it's stunning. It, the story's intriguing. I'm so surprised there was never an anime because I thought it was like done really well. Um, and yeah, the astral plane sections—they're like basically—they're basically like Zelda dungeons. I like love that aspect as well. Amazing, stunning, beautiful. Let's move on to the next game. by okay, John. So Tell us all quick, about it. I'll
1: shoehorn in two extras that I didn't feel like talking about because I've already spammed them on this podcast before. So real quick i'm gonna give a shout out to number one sonic lost world on the wii u later In on the thumbnail. PC. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the game's really good people say it's a mario galaxy knockoff i would say it's just a quality sonic game that has some mario galaxy-esque elements to it if you haven't played it it's usually on sale someplace so give it a shot and the other quick hang on, out, hang on. i, got, I
0: yeah. got one little thing about lost world Go since i it. just played it this year Go for it. um definitely worth playing if you still have a wii u it's also on pc and it's one of the, it's a strange game because it's so good in some sections like peak brilliant level design just absolutely amazing and then it just has some sections that are just like what the hell were they thinking <laughs> like this isn't fun this is terrible but it's worth playing for those brilliant like sections so I, I still highly recommend there you it. go all go right sorry
1: play it or else we're coming for your lunch money Okay. And the other one, real quick, that I've already talked about in the past year, here, is uh, Dragon Ball Z Attack of the Saiyans, I believe it's called. It's the DS RPG from uh, Monolith. I think, yeah, it's the, it's the freaking Xenoblade people. <laughs> nice. They made a Dragon Ball Z RPG, and it's fantastic. It's just, it's a it's a traditional turn-based RPG that takes you, like, through the, the battle with uh, Vegeta on Earth. And it's fantastic. It's the game I wanted since, like, the fifth grade. And, like, I don't have enough good things to say about it. So, you know, like, play it one way or another. If you have to go use your evil emulation methods, whatever. Just go play it. <laughs> if you like Dragon Ball, go play it. I love that game. You should love it, too. Okay. Now, finally, arriving on the game I was going to talk about in the first place. Game Boy Advance. Banjo-Kazooie grunty's revenge i think it's called
0: random uh, yeah random so
1: this game came and went i remember the reviews for this game were like eh, it's just a watered down handheld game boy game it's it's okay it, but it doesn't capture the magic blah 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 and they're all wrong those people are fools i, mean... I thought this game like yeah.
0: I was going to say, can we admit that sometimes collectively it seems like critics as a whole just look at something and they immediately assume, and eh, this is just, you know, it is what it is. It's nothing special. So, here's a little review and let's move on. It seems like some bad, games got that bad
3: critic, but it doesn't capture
0: Some games bad. got that treatment, and my last one critics. is one of those games, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it happens now and then. But this game, I played it. I really feel like this is like a perfect encapsulation of what a 2d vaguely isometric banjo experience would and should be. Um, it's a, it's a relatively small game from what I recall. Like, I think I actually 100% did this game and I, I don't ever go looking to 100% the game. I think it was just a game where it wasn't that hard to do. So I did. And it was really fun, like every step of the way. There was never a time playing this game I was like, "Ah, eh, this ain't as good as a console." No, it was a really good handheld banjo. So I don't understand why it didn't review better. I don't understand why people don't talk about it more often. Like, it looks awesome. Like on top of everything else, yeah, it's like it's looks even kind features. of pretty for what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so again. If you like Banjo and you've never played this game, look it up. I'm sure it's not one of these games that's being kept under lock and key as far as emulation goes. Like, this is not held in the same level of esteem as Mario. (laughs) This is something you could find in, like, an obscure bargain bin someplace. But, uh, yeah. I heartily recommend this one.
0: And also, keep in mind, a lot of GBA games have aged so well with their art styles; yeah. like are beautiful pixel yeah. art. So I'm sure it looks yeah. great. So I started so.
3: playing this like not too long ago, randomly, because oh, really? I, I had my, uh, yeah, I was taking my my Game Boy Advance uh, to the bathroom <laughs> and uh, playing it while I pooped inside yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then like i'd find myself like sitting there like literally until like my legs started to fall asleep and i was like playing this and i was like oh, okay i need to stop and then i i was laying in bed playing it and i i agree with you i think it's a very solid like isometric view of, of the banjo kazooie world and i think it does a really good job of like fleshing that out for for like a handheld console like the like the advance i think i think it's has pretty good representation or uh, presentation on the console. And I think like even some of the, the dialogue and the humor is there too. And so I, I, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. Awesome. Big stuff. <laughs> then we have
0: Greg's final game. Tell us all about it. You gotta be kind of quick. We're running low on time.
3: Yes. Uh, I don't know what Eric's going to put up, but I had the last two. One was total carnage, which if you like super smash TV or smash TV, go play total carnage. It is a fucking awesome top-down shooter with like like humor built into it there's a lot of uh uh like just bizarre elements added you're saving people that are on vacation you're like going through time warps you're looking for the weasel man whoever that is there's like all these like random enemies there's like exploding bombs that you need to diffuse in uh total carnage like exploding bombs that you need to diffuse in in like these bonus levels and you need to shoot these jeeps before they explode there's nuclear bombs are going Lots off, of and, and it's like all in this, like, <laughs> yeah, all in this, like, weird, like, desert of uh, I think it, I, I want to say it happens in Iraq, and I, it was about the same time as like the Gulf War was going on, so it was like a weird, like, callback to like a lot of the the elements that were featured on TV throughout the war, but like, um, just as like a, a like, your characters are, are you know, Rambo style, like like, uh, characters, and, and there's, like, all these, like, crazy-ass, like, weapons you can pick up, you can pick up a blue flamethrower, like, the regular fire one, but, like, man, if you play through this game, you know, two or three times, you probably won't even get to the end, you'll run out of lives before you actually beat it, but you'll realize, like, how much better you get each time, and it really is, like, a top-down, like, bullet hell game that is totally worth it, uh, I don't think it's too much, uh, too expensive to find, but it's on the Super Nintendo, And it's like absolutely one of my favorite like Super Nintendo games. I still play it every so often. And like to the point where like I'm grabbing the controller and like the SNES controller creaks and like you can hear it like you know bend under under your frustration. But I still think it's such a such a weird, like fun game. And especially if you play two players, like you'll be very you'll be much better off with with a, a second player within the game with you.
0: Awesome. And... Sounds cool. Let's move on live. to the final game. And we are live. <laughs> Alright, my final game is, I've talked about it on the show before, Guard mm-hmm. 3, which criminally sits at a 61 Metacritic score. Guys, I went into this game because it was by What's-His-Face. John, I'm sure you know his name. It's escaping me right now. The Nier guy. Um, do you know Nier? I yeah. I don't him. know Nier, um, but I know the name. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I knew I could count on you, even if you don't even play the game. (laughs) So yeah, this game's a 61. It's only 33 critics, but still, I just... I went into it expecting the bad to start. I like started the game. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. It's like clever. This is funny. But when's it gonna get like bad or like repetitive or boring or any of those things? And it never happened. I played through this game through every ending except the final one where you got to collect all the items and shit to get the final ending. Screw that. But I played through it three times and saw all the different cutscenes. And I was like, what the hell are people talking about? I can't help but think this game came out before critics not to blame critics again but before they understood what made a japanese game cool or interesting or intriguing in any way like this is near it's literally near it's this it's like the same style of music it's the same art style it's the same type of writing but more funny and clever and i and and once again i don't usually laugh at games but this game is genuinely funny and a lot of it's like the typical kind of marvel humor that you see nowadays where it's like let's go do this thing, and then something blows up and all their plans are ruined. It's like, oh, shit. That, but it still worked in this game for some reason. I guess because you don't really see it that much in Japanese-style games like this. It felt very American, if that makes sense. Like, very different. Um, and, th- and the characters are all very lovable. And you don't even know what's going on half the time because it's it's in the near universe and everything's wacky and weird. And I just can't help but think if this game would have come out like three four years later whenever people have like as a whole gamers started to understand what made these games so interesting i i feel like it would have at least like an 80 on metacritic Like, i genuinely think it's really fun really just entertaining the whole time and uh, the freaking main protagonist i can't remember who she's played by but she is just so awesome the whole time like you feel like a badass um so yeah, i had to shout out Drakengard three. If you loved Near mm-hmm. Automata or Near Replicant, I highly recommend it. I think, as crazy as it sounds, I liked Drak- Drakengard three more than Near Automata, and I actually like Replicant more than both of them. Um, which I, which is a totally out of order from everyone else. Not trying to be different. Everyone <laughs> thinks I have all these bad takes. <laughs> it's just how I feel. All right, so you just want to look cool,
2: right? You just want to look cool. Most
0: most people would probably <laughs> order those in the exact opposite. <laughs> But it's just, you know, I just, I, I liked it a lot and I was entertained the entire way. And yeah, that was the final game on the list. And before we go, I want to shout out, wanted to shout out Franco, the Becca, Elias for hanging out in the chat and being very active and talking. That means a lot. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Um, forgetting to say something, I feel like, but oh, well, this is the end of the show. So everyone just say bye and then we'll leave. Bye. bye.
3: Super Mario Bye. movie. Soon. Super Mario
0: movie. Dogs. We're going to we're going to talk and about Mario. that next week.
2: Yeah, stay
1: tuned guys.